Um, we're going to jump into it. Uh, Scott Palmer is going to be sharing his word of testimony tonight. And i uh, just give you a little bit of background on Scott. He's an elder at the church. Some of you may know him as uh, him and his wife do the money couple thing. So they give uh, advice on how to deal with your finances. They've written books on that topic before. And he's uh, him and his wife have weathered some storms, breast cancer. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Scott and his story today. Oh, it's good to be here with you all tonight. Um, I'm 40 years old, turned turn 40 years old this year. And when Russell asked me to share a little bit about my testimony, I was, I was sitting down with my bride, Bethany. And I said, you know, honey, I don't really know on this 40-year journey where to start, what to talk about. And she said, just pray for it. So I've been, I've been praying on it this week. And one word just kept coming up, and the word was timing, timing, timing. And I felt like the Lord put on my heart that there's, there's guys in this room where the timing is just, it's not, it's not making any sense right now. Whether it's transition with a, um, a job, issue in your relationship, um, issues with kids, it's a timing issue. So what I want to do is just share with you the last three years and how God has really taught me so much about, about his timing. <laughs> I'm going to go through... The, a week period that kind of launched this three-year journey. And we have this week deemed in my family as the week from hell. I'm going to go through this week as fast as I can because there was so much that happened in this week. It could literally take me 20 minutes to talk. And I actually read Brady's blog this week about guest speakers and not going over time. So uh, I was reading that to my wife and I go, I, I don't want to sound like a narcissist here, but do you think Brady sent this blog to me? And she said, yeah, probably. So anyways, I'm going to move right along. I also practice this in front of the mirror a lot, so I, I promise I'm going to try not to cry, but, you know, if it happens, it happens. So here's what happened. We're at Memorial Day weekend. We're on a reunion up in Seattle, first time I had ever been in Seattle. And we were visiting Bethany's family and extended family. We are going to go down to Lake Oswego where she grew up to look at her old home and her high school and just kind of do a little bit of that family reminiscing. We get a call on Friday night. Bethany goes out on the patio. I've got my kids watching TV in this room, and, and she's on the patio, and her whole physical demeanor just shrinks. Now, my wife's six foot one, so she, when she shrinks, she really noticed that she shrinks, and she just kind of hovered over, came back in, and I said, what was that all about? And she said, well, you remember nine months ago when my doctor said there might be some suspicious activity? And I said, yeah, and she goes, well, I have breast cancer. Friday. So, you know, what do you do with that? I mean, you just kind of sit there. You're not at home. You're, you know, you're around extended family. You don't really know what to say. And I said, let's go home. We're going home. I'm not, I'm not staying in Seattle. She said, no, we're going to finish this trip. So I said, okay, it's your trip. We'll finish it. This is Friday, Saturday. And I'm going to start picking up the pace here because this is a, this is a busy week. Saturday, we're at the Marriott. I'm going downstairs. We're staying in a suite. I go downstairs to check on my kids. And Beth says, hey, I want to say goodnight too. So I ran up. She started walking down, bum, 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 rolled down a flight of stairs. This is the day after we found out she had breast cancer. As she's rolling, I noticed her left arm is just flapping in the wind. And I thought, that boy, that's gone. She hits, the, she hits the bottom of the stairs. She goes into shock, call an ambulance, take her to the hospital, get her stabilized. Yep, she just, she ripped the whole shoulder out. So that next day I said, honey, can we leave? And she said, yeah. So we jump on a plane, we go home. It's now Sunday afternoon, we get home. On Monday, we go to the oncologist. They sit us down, they say, hey, you have stage three breast cancer. And we're like, stage three? How do you go from suspicious to stage three in less than nine months? She's got the most aggressive type of breast cancer that you can have. 
So we're kind of looking at each other like, well, what, what do we do with that little bit of information? They said, well, here's the deal. She's going to have to have a massive double mastectomy. It's scheduled for Wednesday. After that, we'll put the chemo plan together. So we said, okay, we're not even thinking. We're just kind of reacting at this point. We get done there. We go to the breast surgeon. Uh, within about a 30-minute period, this is – no, it was the next day. It was Tuesday. Tuesday in the week from hell. So we go on, – on Tuesday, we go to the you know breast lady remover surgeon gal, and – Boom. She says, great. She says, okay, Bethany, here's the deal. We've got to do this, this, this. We're sitting there. It's just surreal. And she goes, Beth, just lift your arm up. And Beth says, oh, I can't lift this arm up because it's all torn up in there. And so, you know, I've got to go to the doctor appointment after this one to Dr. Duffy, who's an amazing surgeon here in town, to get him to fix my shoulder. And she just kind of looked at us and said, okay. So we get done with that appointment, go flying over to Dr. Duffy, get to Dr. Duffy. Duffy says, this thing's frozen solid. You're not going to be able to lift this to 90 degrees within, I don't know, nine or 10 months from now. And we have to have surgery on the shoulder. So we say, well, how does that affect the breast surgery? He goes, I don't know. So then we go back to the other surgeon. She says, we can't do surgery. So then she goes, you need to go back to the oncologist so we can figure out what that's going to look like. So we go back to the oncologist. It's now Wednesday. The oncologist says, you know, uh, you're going to have to start chemo on Monday. I said, listen, we can't start chemo on Monday because we have a photo shoot in New York for a HarperCollins book that's coming out. Can we bump that back to Wednesday? This Armenian doctor gave me a look that peeled paint off the walls. And I said, okay, we'll get the photo shoot taken care of this weekend. So this is now Wednesday. Thursday, we fly out to New York. It's Friday. We get to New York. On Saturday morning, the photo shoot happens. So the, the lady that was doing the photo shoot set up hair and makeup at this studio that opened up for us early on Saturday morning because she, she was a breast. It was amazing. We didn't even know this lady, but she was a huge breast cancer advocate. So for, uh, for Susan G. Komen. So we're in New York. We're only, we're only five days into this deal. We're into New York. We, we get out of the cab. You can just see this one coming. We get out of the cab to go into the hair and makeup. Beth turns around. And she goes, babe, would you hand me my purse? And I'm like, what purse? She said, the purse that is driving away in the cab. Now, the good thing is I know mid and lower Manhattan pretty well because we do a lot of business out there. So I watch him take a left, and I know I can catch him in two blocks if I cut across. I am in a suit. It's, it, it's you know, hot, and I am flying. I see this guy drive past me as I'm screaming, waving, jumping up and down. Boom, he's gone. Called the cab company and said, well, you know, we get a lot of these calls. If he turns it into the substation, he turns it in. If not, there's no proof that he has it. Okay, so at this point, I completely lose it, just so you know. I mean, I am like a fanatic. I'm in this suit. I'm, I look like a crazy man on the streets of New York. I'm surprised somebody didn't try to give me money. It was just one of those times. I get back. I cancel all the credit cards. I pay for our hotel over the phone. I say, here's enough for dinner. We put that on there. We go to the photo shoot. We're coming back, and I'm like, well, how are we going to get home if you don't have a driver's license? Find ourselves in a police substation. Um, in Midtown, where they, they were amazing. They took us in, get us on the airplane. Show up to the airport. I'm putting my little coat in. This is now uh, Sunday morning because we start chemo on Monday. And he keeps saying, reservation not found, reservation not found, reservation not found. I turned to the lady behind the desk and I said, ma'am, it's not coming up with my reservation. She says, let me see your ticket. I give her my ticket. She said, um, this is, you have yourself returning in December. This is September. I, I, you know what I did? I sat down on the ground. I just, I just said, you know, I'm done. Boom. Just sat down on the ground. And Beth, she starts laughing. She says, that's just what he does when he gets stressed out. He'll, um, it'll be fine. Can you, can you fix this? She puts it in there. Yeah, that'll be $3,500 to change that ticket. That got me to stand back up again. And I just said, uh, try again. <laughs> Let's just try something again. Well, bottom line was United really stepped up. And they, they took over and they got us home that day. That was the first week. Started chemo on Monday. And that's when the real journey began. I don't know how many of you guys have dealt with a loved one or a spouse or a parent that's gone through chemo. It is brutal. It absolutely rips the person's soul out chemically. 
And what God was teaching me that first week, I have to say, I, I wasn't really reflective in prayer. I was just, I was just in go mode. But what kept coming up and what I kept thinking in my mind was, God, I'm not going to question why she's going through this, but I sure am going to question the timing on this. We own a financial planning firm. I don't know if any of you remember the markets of 2008 and 2009. Not, not our best time ever. We lost half of our assets. We, we lost half of our staff while we're in the middle of this journey. And God kept saying to me, trust in my timing. And I kept saying, I just, I can't get this, get, can this get any worse? The answer is, Yeah. It did. She had a total of seven surgeries within a 10-month period. She had everything from her, her um, tear duct glands swell shut because of the chemo. They had to drill up through her nose to get that going. She had these black eyes, looked like she had just been whooped. She had major reaction to the chemo. She, I, I would be up in my bed, and she'd be downstairs in the basement just crying. And I couldn't go do anything. I couldn't touch her because it, it made it worse. And so I'd be sitting up in bed going, what, Lord, what? I mean, I trust you. I know you're going to heal her. I know this is going to be okay. And he just kept saying, this is my timing. I was dealing with a company. I was dealing with a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. My baby boy, the minute she lost her hair, woke up every night between 12 and 1 in the morning crying. I'd go up there, rub his back, and get him back to sleep. Timing. I just didn't see how it worked together. I remember on Christmas Day... She hit something called the chemo low, which is when you have so much chemo, you, your body physically shuts down. I remember she opened this box that I got her. She took the gift out, threw up in the box, closed it, went through it away, and said, I'm going back downstairs. And that was Christmas morning. And, and me and the boys are just kind of staring at each other like, wow. She called me down a half an hour later, and she was so gaunt, I thought she was going to die. And she said, I think, I think I'm dying. you got to take me to the hospital. My brother comes up. I fly to the hospital. Uh, Pastor Lance Coles came and met us at the hospital. And that day was touch and go all day. On Christmas Day, and my, my prayer was, God, if you're going to take her, don't take her on Christmas. Because I just don't, I don't know how to unpack that. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to position that with my boys if she goes on Christmas Day. New Year's, whatever else, but just keep her here for this day. We ended up being able to get her out of the hospital, and that was really the bottom, and slowly but surely, we started coming out. Timing. God's timing. He saved her on Christmas Day, in my opinion. And what happened and what transpired, and what's transpired since then is this. Those six surgeries, she healed. A month after, she had stopped chemo. We got a call from a doctor. They said, we need you guys to come back in. She has thyroid cancer. I argued with the doctor. I'm like, how do you get thyroid cancer? She's been on so much chemo over the last nine months, totally unaffiliated. Boom, driving home, best driving in the car behind me. I can see her crying. And I'm going, God, I really don't get this timing. But he said, a phrase that I use from Brady often, this is when you press in on me, and this is when you know that this is my timing. Do I have the timing of this whole thing figured out? Absolutely not. This is what I know. I was a guy that was always first to lend a hand and never wanted to receive anything. We received over 88 meals in a 10-month period delivered from our church family. Praise God. I was just barely surviving with the kids and everything else. I remember one morning I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I thought, I have leprosy. I had this unbelievably blistery rash that went from the middle of my back to my back, found out it was shingles. God, really? How do you deal with that? I have never been in so much pain in my life. And God said, just press in. Just trust in my timing. It was, it was a nine-month period that rocked us to our very core. There were times of, of weeping. There were times of, of um, prayer. Bethany would wake me up often and say, do you feel that? Do you feel it? And I'd say, yeah, somebody's praying for us right now. It was absolutely unbelievable. But what we learned from that and what I learned from that 
was that through those times, you have to press in on his timing. You have to know that God's taking you through this thing so that you can stand in front of a bunch of guys. One out of every six of you, and I'm not putting this curse on you by any means, but statistically, one out of every six guys, their wife or their daughter is going to get breast cancer. That's why this type of group, the net, is so important because there's guys like me at the ripe age of 40. Now, I'm kind of a younger guy to go through this, but went through the worst of the worst. But I believe and I, be- I know for you, God has a plan and it's all revolved around timing. Guys, I want to let you know that we had our two-year anniversary in March of Totally Cancer Free. Praise God. I believe that that was due to the prayers of my church family. Pastor Brady and the elders prayed over my wife, anointed her with oil, which is something if you find yourselves in that situation, please let us do. It's imperative that you're prayed for. It's imperative that the Holy Spirit is asked to intervene because he will. The timing might not make sense. But the reality is, is that God walked my family. We're, we're three years into this deal almost. But God walked our family through the most unbelievable circumstance, and his timing proved true, and his timing proved to teach me more about leaning in on him, about surrendering to him. And so I want to encourage you guys, as, as if you're going through issues and you just don't understand why you're going through this, how you're going through this, in your future, if you find yourself in this situation, please, please use me as a reference, <laughs> and please know that God has it, and it's all about timing. Thanks, guys.